You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another additionally Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Ironwood. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Come to the site now. Check out all the good stuff we have leading you into the NFL offseason. I'm going to be focusing on free agency and the draft going forward with my write-ups. So, Sporting News, uh, we go into full offseason mode. Same thing here with our advanced scouting here for Locked On Fantasy Football. So, we do that here all offseason long. Now, we looked at the free agent class of quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. Last week, we'll uh, get into the top skill position players of the 2022 NFL Draft. What does it mean from a fantasy football perspective? Are these guys going to be immediate impact players or are going to wait for a little bit? And what are the potential landing spots where they could be successful or are going to have to wait a while to produce here in the NFL. So we'll break that down for you in full here on the show, focusing on the quarterbacks. And quite a few right now, people say it's a weaker class, and overall it is. There's no bang-the-table type of guy here, at least early. But a lot of first and second round appeal here in this draft that if these guys land in the right system, they're going to be rather effective. And a lot of good just raw physical talent as well. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, let's uh, start with my top quarterback on the board. I'll spend quite a bit of time on this kid and the next one here, so we'll break those two down for you in the first segment. I have Malik Willis Liberty. I've been on him for a while here. He's just the kind of quarterback I want to invest in highly with a high upside, a little bit of Trey Lance. We know with a strong arm, great mobility. He also has a SEC pedigree, played at Auburn for a little bit before transferring to Liberty. So not the typical small school prospect, but Willis, every time he was out there, had command of the offense for the Flames there, and it just looked pretty good overall in throwing downfield. Very confident, uh, just transitioned well to the smaller school to handle things and uh, dominate there. And a lot of big games, very competitive when they had the opportunity to play some bigger schools. So Malik Willis, I mean, did the best he could with the talent around him. He used his arm very well and stretched the field. He also can be a decisive runner, a strong, powerful runner at that. So not necessarily a big dude. He's around 6'1", 6'2", in terms of this imposing in the Cam Newton sense. But he can spread the ball around. He's very athletic, can get things done here. Good leadership qualities, good intangibles. Has grasped dis- different styles of offenses. Came from a really heavy passing game here. So, Liberty, look at this kid. I mean, you've seen Carson Wentz in the past and uh, Josh Allen and, and Trey Lance. Similar types of prospects from unheralded schools, but they've just become these physical specimens here that a lot of uh, people want on their team. So Malik Willis, I'm going to say he's the first guy that I'm looking at here right now to go off the board. Now we look early in the draft, it looks like the Texans might go in a different direction and the Lions there early and uh, maybe Texans give Davis Mills an opportunity there. 
to show year two. We know that the Lions have the 32 overall pick from getting that from the Super Bowl champion Rams. So they have some flexibility to wait a quarterback and the best players available early are the offensive lineman Ikum Ikonwu of NC State, Evan Neal of Alabama, two offensive tackles. You go down a little bit more, Charles Cross of Mississippi State. And then you look elsewhere, edge rusher with Aiden Hutchinson of Michigan and Kayvon Thibodeau of Oregon. So that's where the value lies first here. So a lot of teams are not going to be reaching for a quarterback early. So you look at some candidates for Malik Willis with the Giants going that direction, looking for an upgrade from Daniel Jones. They could work on their offensive line. They got two top 10 picks here. Uh, then you look at the teams that realistically would do this. It's Carolina, Washington, Denver. These are the teams that we look at for Malik Willis. Denver, could maybe a stretch. We'll see if they it lasts there to them. Here after they passed on Justin Fields. The Washington football team is going to be very intrigued to upgrade from Taylor Heineke for Scott Turner. And looking at Carolina, they don't have Joe Brady anymore. Ben McAdoo is now their offensive coordinator, so they could look as well at Malik Willis as a change of quarterback from Sam Darnold. So a lot of good landing spots for Willis. I like his overall skill set here. Now, my number two quarterback is Kenny Pickett, and part of this is Matt Corral, who I really like as well tweaked himself there and got hurt. So you have uh, Kenny Pickett here, who is uh, kind of a gamer. That's a good way to describe him. He just kind of uh, pushed along, came back to Pitt, which was a good decision for him. He honed his skills a little bit more. They ran through the ACC. He played at a high level. A lot of moxie with this kid. Has attitude. He's pretty confident he's going to go out there and be successful. You can't teach that kind of stuff. But the arm athleticism is there. He's more of a traditional pocket passing type, whatever that means now in 2022. The Malik Willis, that means he's not going to have designed runs and take off that way. But he can be like Joe Burrow, get some yards there that are key, and convert some first down. So a lot of things to look at there with uh, Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett. Pick a little style, different style of quarterback. I think he fits more in what maybe in tune with what New Orleans and uh, Pittsburgh. The other Pittsburgh wants the Steelers here. So there's some opportunities there. When you look at the weapons on those teams that we mentioned, Carolina and Washington, Pittsburgh, Denver, it just goes on. New Orleans, I think, could upgrade the weapons as well. But there are some baseline things, especially if these guys go later in the first round. They end up being on better teams versus being surrounded on a rebuilding team on an island that's taking a lot of lumps here in the passing game. So, can pick it a little bit different. I like his attitude, his fearlessness in throwing the ball. A little bit uh, can be reined in and uh, got to check the attitude a little bit. You don't want him to be Baker Mayfield. You want the kind of the cockiness of Joe Burrow. You want that kind of the confident, cool, and can back it up. Where Mayfield... Pretty uh, proud of himself there, and he's a good quarterback for many reasons because of this, his moxie and play like that. But Pickett, a little bit more just overall physically talented here. So, again, Pickett as a mid to late first-round pick makes a lot of sense. So, Willis and Pickett, however you look at it, not to be confused with Wilson Pickett, these are the two guys that we look at, for me, at the top of this class. Have a little bit of separation from the let, let rest here. So Willis and Pickett getting a little tongue-tied with these quarterbacks here in the draft. But in the end, we'll uh, know these guys as well as household names because they could be starting as a franchise passer near you. So Willis and Pickett, 
one-two on my board. I don't know if that'll change. Pickett didn't have the greatest senior bowl week. Malik Willis did, so that kind of uh, confirmed some things to me that I felt about Willis over Pickett. So we'll see how that develops, but both guys could step into really good situations to produce in fantasy football and also facilitate to help their offensive skill players be more productive. All right, we will talk about uh, my top seven overall here. So we'll get into a few more in our next segment, including uh, who I like potentially the back end of the first round. This is a time of year that I've pretty much given up on my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right. Thanks to Bilt Bar, it almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Bilt Bar's best tasting bar. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're just a absolute treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy, cinnamony, churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, so good. These are going to be your new favorites. All Bilt Bars you get are covered in 100% real chocolate. That includes the Puffs 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein, replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to Bilt.com and scroll to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low calorie, high fiber, low carb. Most Bilt Bars have 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, 4 grams net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. They have so many great flavors that you can choose from as well while you're eating a healthy, delicious bar. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond. And this month, a special flavor, white chocolate cookies and cream. They're delicious. They're always coming up with new flavors. They figure out how to do the delicious taste first, then figure out to make it healthy. I don't know how they do it, but they pull it off every time with every flavor. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, we will continue the show in a moment. We are talking NFL draft here in a... The other thing I got to tell you, you got to check us out on YouTube. Uh, thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listener. Make sure you're following also Locked On NFL. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday, less than 30 seconds. 30 minutes, I should say. 30 minutes there of action packed Locked On NFL expert talk there. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts and like this show, available on YouTube as well. All right, let's uh, get into our next wave of quarterbacks here. My next guy on the board is Matt Corral. I still like him. I saw him actually at the Super Bowl. Talked to him briefly at a party. He said the recovery was getting really good here for him. So he's back on track. Had kind of a breakout season there for Ole Miss. Got on the radar, really pushed himself up. He was in the Heisman conversation early, but things went a different direction there So with Bryce Young. So... Looking at uh, Matt Corral, a lot of things he can still prove. I think he's a bit of a raw guy that maybe one year away, but I think he can settle into a good spot. But I now think he's fallen out maybe of the mid to late round and first round consideration may slip in more into the second round. So I do like his upside. Got to check him out in all the uh, pre-draft workouts and all that. But he is... Pretty good here. He com- kind of combines what Willis and Pickett do well. Maybe not stand out there with the arm strength and athleticism the way that Willis is. Maybe not as completely polished the way Pickett is in the pocket, but offers everything to be a well-rounded quarterback that uh, carries the traits that uh, those two guys don't cross over as much, but Corral kind of uh, picks up all the good things Willis and Pickett does here. So a little bit smaller guy, 6-0, 6-1 there. So that's going to be something that's going to concern some teams. But 
Overall, pretty good skill set, could grow a little bit. I would uh, kind of wait on him starting here in the NFL. The next guy that you look at is Desmond Ritter. He's the longtime starter for the Cincinnati Bearcats. I really like him late in the first round. I think he's coming to play from New Orleans and Tennessee. Should it look for a successor from Ryan Tannehill? I've seen some circles as well where uh, Josh McDaniels and the Raiders move on from Derek Carr and add Desmond Ritter there. So I think you also have the Vikings if they're looking to win now. There and Willis and Pickard are not available and one upgrade from Kirk Cousins. Ritter's there available as well. The Browns, another team crossing over from Cleveland to Cincinnati to get some help if uh, they're moving on from Baker Mayfield. So a lot of things you can look at. But what I like about Ritter, he's very experienced. He's got a just a lot of experience winning games and just being aware of what is needed to do that. So little things right. So not necessarily going to rip it to shreds with his arm and put up gaudy numbers there. Not necessarily going to just be a design runner and get the job done there. But he's willing to do both at a high level. Has a lot of college football playing experience. A lot of winning experience. That's what teams look at it as well. So he would fit into those later teams that are picking. As I mentioned, Pittsburgh, New Orleans, these are teams worth looking at there. Tampa would also be an appeal for Ritter if he was available there. So... Just again, the experience, seasoned, if you put the right pieces around him, he can be successful and play well right away. So that's why I say Ritter, Buccaneers, that's probably the last kind of stretch player that they want to go with the first-round quarterback here. Because keep in mind, they did use a second-round pick, uh, the Buccaneers did, on Kyle Trask in last year's draft. I do like Trask, but he's kind of faded a little bit. He's very inexperienced here, so they might want to go with someone who's more bonafide for the franchise in a player like Ritter. So good guy to look at there. Sam Howell comes in number five from North Carolina to me. Pretty good pocket passer. Good uh, kind of a makeup here. Good, good experience. Can lead a team well. So a little bit of uh, Pickett. A little bit of Ritter in uh, Sam Howell's game here. He's not as uh, dynamic athlete as Willis or Corral can be. But Sam Howell, again, uh, can control an offense pretty well. You put him in the right offense with the right pieces. It's a little different from Mitchell Trubisky. Different style of... Uh, North Carolina offense there when he went as a first-rounder. Uh, I think Sam Howell is more an early second-rounder to me, but still has some starting potential. Someone you could look at there if you have one of those uh, quarterbacks I mentioned, like a Carr, Mayfield, or Tannehill, and you're hedging your bets a little bit, that's not a bad way to go here to see what he can do here. But Sam Howell has the makeup and feel of an NFL quarterback. I think, again, not quite as dynamic as some other guys on the board ahead of him, but System quarterback, lands in the right place. He can be very effective here. He does all the little things right. He was helped by a big-time supporting cast. Keep that in mind. With the Tar Heels, it kind of faded here in 2021. But in 2020, when he had everyone thing around him, very successful season. I thought Sam Howell's draft stock was a little higher than it dropped a little bit, not just because of maybe a little drop-off in his play, but also the rise of these other prospects at the position. So, those are the uh, next three I do like quite a bit here in the draft. Uh, it's a little tough to find the gems there, but there's two more that I really like here that could be good steals in the middle of the draft, so we'll get into them here. Uh, some people dropped out of this draft, so it kind of changed it up, so we'll get into them. And Bryce Young, by the way, not eligible. So we'll talk a little bit about Young's value here going forward and what he can build on. I also was able to talk to him during several weeks, so good to get some insight on where he's going into his next season before he can become draft eligible. So we'll get into that. We'll also look at my last two in my top seven there at quarterback. 
I did tell you from the top this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Football is over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college football. Hang over there. We can go into pro and college hoops. You got the NBA playoffs around the corner. You got March and the NCAA tournament just around. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and needs this season. And it's not just basketball here. Left, betonline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds, right down to the Olympic coverage and information. We're done with the Olympics, moving on, so some futures and things that you could look at for the Olympics, but the other sports are in full swing with no football on the board for a while, and we'll have the USFL as well. So all kinds of action you can find on betonline.net. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, let's uh, wrap up the show looking at uh, two other sneaky quarterbacks I like that we want to watch in the process. One is Carson Strong of Nevada. Good last name, and the, the arm kind of lives up to it, but pretty good all-around player. I think he's a lesser version of uh, Ritter and Willis to me in overall. like He's got a good head on his shoulder and, and can have some experience the way that Ritter does. Has some athletic upside, but not quite where Willis is. So Carson Strong intriguing and developmental again. Second rounder at best for him. But he's just one of those players that gets it, good head on his shoulder here, can uh, develop pretty well in the right area. So looking forward to him. I like the size, just massive as well. So that's the appeal here versus Willis. Uh, Ritter is a more prototypical size. Carson Strong, just a massive body here. So can combine the strong in the pocket tendencies with uh, using his physicality in the running game as well. So Carson Strong, fan of his skill set for sure. I think he's a nice sleeper pick. And again, a lot of it's going to depend on what system they end up in, what supporting cast they get. Strong would be pretty good with the Steelers. He has got the nice arm. They've got the receivers there with Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool and Pat Freermuth now at tight end. So a lot of things appealing with Strong there. That uh, He's going to come out more as we get closer to the draft. The combine's still around the corner, but still looking at uh, the other guys ahead of him. So Willis, Pickett, Corral, Ritter. Sam Howell, and then Carson Strong for me. The number seven prospect is Bailey Zapp of Western Kentucky. Just a prolific air raid passer here. And we've seen these guys have some success in the NFL, just throw all over the field. Could he fit as an alternative for Cliff Kingsbury there for Kyler Murray? Something to watch there. Similar type system that Kingsbury knew there at uh, Texas Tech back in the day. But spread it out and throw it around. Very appealing here. Maybe he's the guy that the Eagles get behind Jalen Hurts to give them a little bit more passing upside development there. So things to watch. Maybe he comes into play for the Buccaneers as well. A good makeup. They tend to go for small school players at times in the draft. Western Kentucky, not a lot of playing time for Zap, but put a, put up a lot of numbers, a lot of, set a lot of interesting records there that were held in his level of play. So Bailey Zap, you start looking at it, he's just a guy who executes throws pretty well at a high volume with pretty good accuracy. So very appealing there as a sleeper. So some of these uh, guys, I think, are going to get get cut short here as uh, potential immediate starters, but they might get opportunities if they an, end up in the right place as uh, number twos with some developmental upside. So watching for that as well. But still, the, the rankings for me are pretty clear. Going into the combine, we have Willis and Pickett, Corral, Ritter, Howell, Strong, and Bailey Zapp. One guy that I would put pretty high if he was out coming out is Bryce Young. 
the Heisman Trophy winner from Alabama, but he's not eligible. Talk to him there at a New Era pro football sports camp there where they were hanging out with youth. And so he's already teaching the next generation. That's how established he is as a star in college football. I know he felt a little bit empty not finishing the season with the national championship there, uh, losing to Georgia after beating them the first time. So he's got some uh, motivated, unfinished business here in his uh, follow-up year to the Heisman. So Bryce Young still can develop and grow quite a bit. We're also going to keep an eye on Caleb Williams, who's transferring, followed Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma to USC. So we know he has a very bright future. He was one of the top recruits there. So the best quarterbacks here in college football coming in, there might be two guys that were just young and not eligible last year. That would be Caleb Williams and Bryce Young. So we'll watch out for them. And I think both of those could be special here down the stretch. Going a little uh, further, we're also looking at Arch Manning. Looks like he's down to Alabama and Texas. Arch Manning guaranteed to one day play in the NFL as a very athletic uh, pocket passer. So so we're, we're going to have some pretty good classes going forward if uh, Young and Williams and Manning, these guys are on the, around the corner. So a little bit down here this year when you look at the, what we had last year between Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, Zach Wilson's emergence, Trey Lance becoming a special player as well. So pales in comparison to that, but in the right system with the right players, and a lot of these uh, quarterbacks are going to end up in those positive team environments here, you, you can look at uh, something special developing there. So... Really good to see this class, and I think it's going to have better results than a lot of people think. That tends to happen quite a bit. Remember, we weren't so high in that class in 2008 with Matt Ryan and Joe Flacco. What did you get? Matt Ryan putting up a big career, Joe Flacco winning a Super Bowl and winning a lot of playoff games. So, again, when people read into a quarterback class, they might just look at it on the surface, but it doesn't think to the future and landing in the right spot with a winning team and getting off to a good start right away in the right scheme. So those are all things I'm looking forward to with this particular class of quarterbacks here in 2022. We'll do the same. We'll break down the running backs in the 2022 NFL draft class. According to my latest big board, the rankings there and what value and what type of player you're going to get from each one. So we'll do that for you on our next show here on Locked On Fantasy Football. Thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your First listen every day. Now make your second listen locked on NFL draft. Speaking of draft, Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL draft to life every day with inside analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available, just like this show, wherever you get your podcast. So talking a little draft here on Locked on Fantasy Football. They're talking draft all the time there on Locked on NFL Draft. For Locked on Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Have a great day, and we'll catch you tomorrow as we break down the top running backs in the 2022 NFL Draft.